We start with some good news to tell you here. The Pottawatomie County Sheriff's Office says they have located Nevaeh, the 13-year-old runaway who had been missing since last evening near St. George. The Sheriff's Office saying on its social media page here a short time ago uh, that uh, they had found her safe and uh, sent out a tremendous thank you to everyone for getting the word out. A Compton man entered guilty pleas Monday in Pottawatomie County District Court for his role in connection to a fatal crash 18 months ago near Wamigo. It claimed the lives of a father and son. The county attorney, Sherry Shook, says 46-year-old Mark Stanwix has pleaded guilty to two counts of vehicular homicide, three counts of aggravated battery, and single counts of reckless driving and texting. Those charges stem from an August 2022 crash on Highway 24 near Airport Road just east of Wamigo. Stanwix had been driving a semi-truck and plowed into a pickup and SUV from behind as the pickup was attempting a turn. The crash killed a 37-year-old Wamigo man and his son. It also seriously injured the man's wife and two-year-old son, all of whom were inside the pickup. A St. Mary's woman in the SUV also was injured. Sentencing will take place at 9.30 a.m. on March 15th in front of Judge Eric Campbell. Junction City Manager Alan Dinkle is weighing in after a judge last week issued a temporary injunction in the ongoing financial dispute between Junction City and Geary County over EMS services. The ruling prevents the city from stopping its ambulance services outside city limits, which commissioners had planned to do on February 20th had a deal not been reached. Geary County Commission Chair Trish Giordano in an interview on Cayman Friday said that using the safety of citizens as a negotiating tactic was essentially the city bullying Geary County into taking action. Dinkle, however, defended his city commission's actions yesterday on In Focus. I would say no because... You know, when we first put the dates in the ground, you know, like I said, we've moved the needle quite a little bit. He didn't want to, but but there was no, they were not even moving to get closer. And I think the commission had to do something was, is you don't want to do it, but sooner or later you have to go, this is the date, and we got to get there by it. Negotiations remain ongoing. The two sides are about $38,000 apart on the 2023 billing. The judge has set a status hearing on the matter for April 3rd. Riley County officials recognized two residents for their service to the county Monday. Commissioner Greg McKinley presented retiring planning board members Diane Hubler and Nathan Larson with certificates of appreciation for their years of service. Planning Director Amanda Webb spoke about both of their contributions and their combined nearly two decades of service. Um, Diane was with us for um, 14 years, including a year as chair. We appreciate all of her um, service and involvement in the board. And then she was also on our conference planning committee. So we have Nathan Larson as well. He served for two terms, six years on the Riley County Planning Board. We appreciate all of his involvement as part of the group. The pair have been instrumental in shaping land use planning efforts within Riley County, according to a Monday statement. The planning board currently features five members appointed by the Riley County Commission, which are tasked with preparation and implementation of comprehensive plans and conducting public hearings on zoning matters. A Manhattan man is jailed on a host of charges this week following an arrest just after midnight Monday. The Riley County Police Department has charged 44-year-old James Williams with driving under the influence, possession of a firearm under the influence, and additionally, he's got an active warrant for criminal discharge of a firearm. That warrant stems from an incident last September where Williams is accused of shooting a firearm at an occupied vehicle. Williams remains in custody on a total bond of $8,250. Authorities are investigating after numerous Kansas State University bull rings were stolen from a Manhattan man's home this week. That victim is local philanthropist C. Clyde Jones. The 101-year-old reported the theft to police on Friday 
and uh, tells K-Man he's asked them to check with local pawn shops. That estimated total loss is around $5,000. Anyone with information can contact Crime Stoppers. Pancakes will be served up hot off the griddle tonight for the annual Pancakes for Pawnee fundraiser. The sixth annual event supports Pawnee Mental Health Fund, which helps support uh, necessary mental health and substance abuse treatment services for those who cannot afford it. CEO Robin Cole. We will be hosting that event at early edition on the west side, so we're not on the east side. I just want to underscore that. We will start serving pancakes at 4.30. We will serve pancakes until 7 p.m., Orders will be taken to go in a drive through format with plate-sized pancakes, sausage, and a color-changing commemorative cup, which Cole says will be provided once again by Anderson Knight Architects. What's really special about these color-changing cups is that if you take that cup back to either early edition restaurant between tomorrow and the next Fat Tuesday or Pancake for Pawnee Day, you can get a free coffee, iced tea, or soda. The event is held in conjunction with Shrove Tuesday and the beginning of Lent. And also happening this evening, the Manhattan City Commission will hold a work session tonight with the lone topic on the agenda, the Beyond Tomorrow Downtown Plan. Discussions get underway at 6 o'clock tonight at Manhattan City Hall. Good morning, I'm Troy Coverdale with your sports headlines at News Radio KMAN. The celebration continuing yesterday for the Kansas City Chiefs after they claimed Super Bowl 58 Sunday night in overtime. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes spending the day at Disney World after being named the game's most valuable player. Yeah, I think it was just uh, to see the championship mindset our guys had. I mean, we really um, continue to battle through adversity, continue to come to work every single day, and just continue to get better. And I think that's a big thing, and, and sometimes in the NFL, things don't go your way. And how, how are you going to make yourself better every single day um, to try to be great? Um, and I think that's what made it so special to me is because I saw the, all the hard work the guys put in. Coach Andy Green, meanwhile, addressing talks that he may retire, having led the team to a third title in five years. I honestly haven't even thought about it, but I get asked it. I mean, I'm still kind of in awe of the, the game and, and what went on there. So... Um, I really haven't thought why or what or anything else, but people keep asking me. And I, I keep saying, why did Belichick and Pete retire? <laughs> you know, those guys, they ask those old guys a question. But I'm, I'm the old guy now, <clears throat> so I guess I'm going to be asked that. But I really haven't gone there. I haven't really thought about it. As for the word dynasty being thrown around regarding this franchise? I got asked so many times, is it a dynasty? I don't know what a dynasty. I mean, you guys... You're the, you know, you have the thesaurus. So, I mean, you've figured it out, but it's a, it's a great, to, great, it's a great win. It's because I know how hard it is to do. The celebratory parade tomorrow in Kansas City. The longest Super Bowl game in history will also go down as the most watched program in television history. According to Nielsen and Adobe Analytics, the victory on Sunday night averaged 123.4 million viewers across television and streaming platforms. That shattered last year's mark by 7%. Some of the increase can be attributed to a change in the way viewers are counted with out-of-home viewers from all 50 states included for the first time. The Royals are taking the opportunity today to announce where they plan to build a downtown stadium. 
Sources have told the Kansas City Star those plans would be for the Crossroads District. The proposed stadium would be part of a development in the area along the south loop of downtown near the Power and Light District with a park being built to connect the two. Jackson County voters go to the ballot box in early April to decide about funding the project and renovations at Arrowhead Stadium. The Royals will make their plans known this afternoon at 2.30 at Kauffman Stadium. The K-State women's basketball team moved up a spot in the AP Top 25 this week to number 7 after scratching out a one-point win at home last weekend over Oklahoma State. The Wildcats finding themselves outside of the Top 5 by fewer than 75 points in the balloting as Texas leads the Big 12 group in the poll this week at number 5. South Carolina remains number 1. Ohio State now is at number 2. Stanford 3. Iowa falls two spots to 4 after their loss to Nebraska on Sunday. All told, the Big 12 has five teams in the poll this week. The Cats will visit Iowa State tomorrow night with coverage on Sunny 102.5 and News Radio KMAN. UConn again sits atop the men's poll with Purdue at number two. Houston moving up two spots to number three this week. Marquette moves into the top five at number four, followed by Arizona. Kansas was bumped to number six. Hours before getting smoked at Texas Tech, 79-50. Darian Williams scored a career-high 30 on 12 of 12 from the field, including knocking down four of Tech's 10 three-pointers. The Red Raiders never trailed in a 79-50 win. Jayhawks coach Bill Self ejected with 549 remaining in the game after he picked up a pair of technical fouls. It's the first time he's been ejected as the head coach of the Jayhawks. Back to the top 25, Iowa State moved up to 10th this week to give the Big 12 three squads in the top 10, six in the poll overall. Also last night in the conference, TCU handled West Virginia 81-65. Number 9 Duke in the top 25's only other game last night dropped Wake Forest 77-69. High school basketball tonight, the Manhattan High boys and girls are both at home hosting Emporia. The boys trying to gain a win back after they fell to the Spartans 10 days ago, while the girls dropped a decision to the state-ranked 5A club before playing in the Mid-America Classic last month. Coverage to begin at approximately 5.45 this evening on News Radio KMAN. Also tonight, Clay Center visits Wamigo. Rock Creek travels to Chapman. Riley County will host Council Grove. And Frankfort plays at Onega. Former UCLA great Deshaun Foster has been named head coach for the Bruins football program days after Chip Kelly left to become the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Foster has been a Bruins assistant the past seven years, but left last month to become the Raiders running backs coach. It will mark Foster's first head coaching job after 11 years as an assistant, including 10 at UCLA. He began his collegiate coaching career at Texas Tech as the running backs coach there in 2016. The Pittsburgh Steelers have cut quarterback Mitch Trubisky, sending the former number two overall draft pick into free agency after a pair of disappointing seasons. Trubisky had signed with the Steelers in March two years ago, given the first crack at replacing the retired Ben Roethlisberger. He started four games before being benched in favor of then-rookie Kenny Pickett. He struggled again this season when filling in for the injured Pickett, losing two starts before being replaced by third stringer Mason Rudolph.